Hi everyone, my name is Sofia Huerta and I play professional soccer for the OL Reign and you are listening to Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. Hello to episode 77 of the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. It is Bennett and I today. Um, I couldn't do, we're recording this a little bit late at night. So um, I, I was looking at it right before we started here and compared to what we did, what was it last week or the other week? this episode should be a lot shorter so let's just jump right into things um shall seahawks news not too much going on this week uh the team went through last week of otas and are starting to sort of transition into mini camp uh so but there were some ota comments obviously there's media availability uh now um wait well you know uh bobby wagner and russell wilson made comments we're gonna start off with bobby uh, Bobby Wagner said that it's awkward to not have KJ Wright at practice. Uh, he has been in contact with him. Uh, KJ Wright is reportedly waiting for the right opportunity to arise uh, for him to sign. Uh, he said that the impression that KJ gets um, is that the door is still open for him to return. So that's something to note, but I've, I've, I don't know. I've seen mixed reports. I've seen reports that the impression is the Seahawks are okay moving forward and having uh, Jordan Brooks and Daryl Taylor as their linebackers um, on the outside, which I don't, I don't know if you're Seattle and you look at the production that KJ Wright's given you, especially last year. And you say, yeah, we're okay without him. Obviously it depends on the price tag, but you know, I don't know. I feel like it'd be tough to not go down that road and not pair a guy like Bobby Wagner with KJ Wright. Um so it's you know it's interesting to, to see there. A um, couple other things he said that uh, the talks about Russell Wilson over the offseason might have been taken out of context. Um, doesn't think that Russell Wilson owns owes teammates an explanation. I don't think he does either. Um, said that it's funny having Shed Deshaun Shed as a defensive coach. Um, huh, yeah. You know, you play with a guy for a couple of years there. And now he's one of your uh, technically a coach. Um, and then he said that the reason that the veterans stayed out a little while to make was to make the point that OTAs are voluntary, uh, says team wanted to get in work. So that's why some of the veterans returned uh, for the week. Um, DJ Wright did make some DJ Wright. Wow. DJ Reed made some comments, uh, said that he's focusing on right cornerback and he's planning on returning punts. Um, he said that the perception that cornerback is a question mark for the Seahawks is disrespectful. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I give him all the, uh, all the credit in the world because he played great last year, but I'm still, I mean, him and Witherspoon, like he has to understand that they're not quite on the level of like the Rams core. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And it's, um, I mean, so Shaq's gone, right? So now you've got, I mean, Reed and Trey Flowers. And I mean, Trey Flowers might be your longest tenured corner or one of them, team. you know? So, obviously, I mean, that's that's the thing with bringing in guys at a position group. They have to, you know, get underway and build the chemistry with the other guys. Um, and obviously stay healthy, you know, which has been a problem for Witherspoon uh, in his career. So, you know. It's I, I understand, you know, not wanting to be disrespected, but at the end of the day, hey, man, go out and kick ass and uh, prove people wrong. You know what I mean? So uh, also said he made a comment. He said that there's a couple of Seahawks players that still aren't sure about uh, getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, he said that he's one of them and he wants to know more about it. Um, said that the organization as a whole is pushing to get all vaccinated, which would be nice. I don't want to be mean, but um, I don't I don't know what information you're looking for that isn't already out. Um, I think that's silly because there's already plenty of information that's out there. And I know that a few teams have been um, bringing in experts and, you know, doctors uh, to speak about it. So. Not to mention your quarterback was just on like a 
nation. Oh, yeah, that's right. Vaccine um, information special, basically, that featured, oh. I don't know, the head of infectious diseases and allergies, or I don't remember, but Dr. Fauci and our president, Joe Biden. Well, and then it makes me remember uh, a player for the Washington football team, Montez Sweat, was asked about how he felt about um, the teams bringing in experts. And he he goes, oh, I I didn't trust it, didn't like it, said that he he was going to do some research on his own. I'm like, you know. It's it's just ridiculous. So yeah, at the end of the medicine day. is a strange thing to navigate with the personal the personal basis, and you know, people do have the right to navigate things at their own speed, but also the team has the right to enforce what they want to enforce. Um, do I feel like the Seahawks players, the players will relent and go with whatever the guidelines Pete and the association puts out? Of course. Um, is it a little disappointing that some of our players are shaky about it? Yes. Um, but that's just how it is. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, it's up to their leisure, but again, it's, I'm sure if you Google, you know, COVID-19 vaccine information, there's already a, you know, that Google's probably got that set up to point you in the right direction. So at the end of the day, if you're in that group that's looking for more information, information's been given to you. I don't know what I I haven't grown a third arm yet, so I'm fine. Hey. I have, but it's unrelated. Oh, yeah. You want me to cut that off for you? Or you no, I like it? it. I like hold things like pennies. And I guess you you're one of the lucky ones, Bennett. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, the point that I'm trying to drive home is, you know, the facts are there. And whatever, you know, Jim Bob from uh, high school science told you, I I don't think that's accurate. So we'll continue with the show. Uh, Russell Wilson, your quarterback, he said that he never requested a trade from Seattle. Uh, calls were thrown around. The reality is that the real. Oh, he said the real reality is that I'm here and I'm here to win. Uh, he said that he's here ready to roll faster, stronger. I feel better than ever. Uh, he says. Basically, he affirmed everything that we thought that he wasn't going anywhere and that this got out of blown out of proportion. So, hey, if you thought he was leaving and you thought that he wanted out, you can kindly shut your mouth. Um, he also said that he and Pete Carroll have had extensive talks about his contract being restructured. Um, he also said that he's more than open to doing so if the situation calls for it and the team is in immediate need of cap space. So that would be interesting um something like a julio jones deal would have come to mind but you know like we talked about last week i think who uh, atlanta wanted the team that they were going to trade him to to really swallow a lot of that cap space so probably just didn't make sense to do that um but yeah at the end of the day i i that's what i was thinking as soon as i saw that information that russell said some stuff that was reasonable and it got blown out of proportion so that's what happened well if we're trusting Russell and I, I don't know, I trust Russell. I don't, and hasn't given me too much reason not to. So, uh, you know, that's kind of it for Seahawks stuff. Not really much going on. We're in the off season still, um, kind of getting some content to an extent, but, uh, still we're in a slow stretch getting towards uh preseason and training camp here. Um, Seattle Mariners though, they're in the regular season. Um, playing the big bad Detroit Tigers who are second worst in their division uh, June 8th at the Detroit Tigers the team would lose three to five uh, played the game shortstop JP Crawford with three hits and one walk June 9th at the Detroit Tigers they would win nine to six in 11 innings uh, played the game left fielder Jake Fraley with two hits one run and one run batted in uh, he had the game saving catch in the ninth inning to um, take back a walk-off homer from Parrott Paradis, he's got an interesting name. It's like parades, but it's not pronounced like that. Um, and was able to gun the ball into the cutoff man to force a double play, which is pretty cool. Um, June 10th at the Tigers, though, the team would lose three to eight. 
uh, play the game. Mitch Hanniger in right field with two hits, two runs, two RBIs. Those two hits would be two solo home runs. They would not be enough to push the Mariners past the Tigers in that game. And the Mariners would only win one game against the Tigers all year as they will not face the Tigers the rest of the year. Don't know what happened there. Don't know if Detroit was just extra motivated or what, but hey, uh, we don't have to worry about them for the rest of the season. Um, June 11th, the team would continue its road trip on the road in Cleveland. Uh, they would lose the first game 0-7. to seven. No player of the game. Spank Oof. on the hand. Terrible. Only recorded two hits that game. Angry. June 12th at Cleveland, they would lose 4-5. to five, Much closer. Uh, put the game. I had to split it here. Um, this is a game that this ball club really should have won. Um, but we'll get to that in a little quick second here. Uh, anyway, I split it between Dylan Moore with two hits, one run, two RBIs, and a walk at a homer in that game. Uh, and then you say Kikuchi, you say came out after the start, after he took a ball to the kneecap and threw seven scoreless innings and only gave up three hits with three strikeouts. The Mariners would go into the ninth inning up by, was it two runs, Bennett? Yeah. Two runs. Rafael Montero came in, gave up the two runs. Um, and then in the 10th inning, the Paul Seawald would come in the pitch and he got a comebacker. By goodness, um, three runs. Sorry. Oh, it was three runs. Oh, so there you go. Even worse. Uh, but Paul Seawald had a comebacker. Paul Seawald had the bases loaded. And he had a comebacker. So all he had to do was throw the ball to his catcher. He overthrew him. And the Mariners lost on a walk-off overthrow. How do you overthrow your catcher? Uh, beats me, Bennett. <laughs> now, this game, I mean, you can't get more disappointing when your pitcher throws seven lights out, no hit, or uh Three, no earned runs, three hit frames, you know, and this is a pitcher who's been, I mean, he's been good recently. He's been really hitting a stride recently. Um, but this was really his big game. I mean, showing up there, slinging seven uh, scoreless innings, having your, I mean, Graveman giving up one run is not the end of the world. Mm. In hindsight, it is. But I mean, like, it's not the end of the world when you're watching the game, but Montero sets foot like 18 pitches in has three runs across the plate. You know, it, it's, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Just disappointing. Uh, really a game that they should have won uh, June 13th, though, they would team would come back and win six to two. Uh, I split the game here too, uh, between players of the game. Uh, Kyle Seeger, the DH spot, had three hits, two runs, and an RBI. Uh, and Logan Gilbert, with his second win of the year, with 6.2 innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, and six Ks. Had a really good game that game. Um, so Logan's been coming along. I was a little pessimistic at first how, how early Mr. Gilbert was brought up, especially considering that he didn't get much time in AAA. But, hey, man, you produce, you produce. So I'd like him to get that pitch count down. Yeah, we he'll he'll work on it uh, I, I'll, I'll i'll get some of my text <laughs> maybe it's a nitpick but uh I mean, you know that's a pretty big deal i mean like it's a goal you know some to 92 and six i mean that's nothing terrible but it's like i'd like him to bow out at like mid 80s rather than scratching 90 you know what i mean i'll call scott tomorrow i'll let him know please do um and then june 14th uh, the team would win the first game with a homestand versus the Minnesota Twins, four to three. Uh, Jake Fraley. Um, I mean, uh, I'll split it here too. Uh, Jake Fraley played DH to start the game and transitioned to left field around the eighth inning. Uh, two hits, one run, one RBI, two walks. He has twenty-one walks in twenty games. No, <laughs> nineteen games, which is oh goodness, <laughs> the tied for the most. Uh, through 20 games and he's only played 19 so he could add more um and then jake bowers who we'll get to in a second um about how that gentleman got acquired jake bowers hit the go-ahead homer in the eighth inning his first homer as a mariner and in his home debut so 
too, not too shabby there. Good, good for the kid there. Good for the kid. Um, the team has two more games against Minnesota, uh, and then they will play, I believe, a four-game slate versus the Rays. I'm getting ahead of myself. I shouldn't be talking about the upcoming games because that's at the end of the Mariners <laughs> recap. Player of the week. Um, there are a couple of guys you really could have gone with here, but um, I'm going to go with J.P. Crawford. Uh, for this week in 25 at bats in six games he had uh, nine hits two runs uh, one double two rbis wow only two rbis out of that that's interesting uh, 10 total bases five walks and a 360 average uh, with a 467 obp uh, 400 slugging and 867 ops jp's been really knocking it out uh, it's had a great june so far yeah um, and a really really pushing to uh be an all-star and i i mean he's uh i believe he's first uh in defensive war i i will make sure on that give me a minute um and he i know he's first among all defensive players in runs saved so he's he's a gold glover and his bats on fire right now so uh jp is really lighting it up uh, especially since the beginning of june here but bennett uh, your player of the week for the week here. Gotta give it to Fraley. I don't even know if I was on podcasts when I ragged on Fraley. I think it was like in a text chain or just watching the game. Uh, but, you know, he's really uh, he's really turned a corner. I don't know if he's even turned a corner. I think he's just fitting into his potential, and that's really great for him. And this has really been like the week of Jake's, you know, Jake Fraley, Jake Bauer, Jake P. Crawford, and um, I'd like to see those three guys just continue to really contribute in a big way. Probably more so uh, Fraley than anything. If he can, if he can continue to hit this stride, it'd be huge for the team. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I was, uh... and I think as of tonight, Jake Fraley has a better batting average than JP. Ha. Uh, I don't know about Just that. by a little. By a smidgen. Really? Point 0.1. Wow. Or point, uh, zero, zero, 0.001, I should say. Oh. Well, well, no, because like you know, if it was point 0.1, that means Fraley would be hitting 374. 374? Yeah, because you know how it starts. You know how oh, bad Oh, because he definitely doesn't have as many at-bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the um, No, no, no. Look at <laughs> looking at batting average, the first number is the tenths place. Or the never mind. Whatever. This is stupid. Jake you Fraley, lost me. Jake Fraley has a higher batting average by like one. It's two seventy five as opposed to uh, Crawford's two seventy four. Uh, okay. Um and then JP is tied with third baseman of the Rockies, Ryan McManus of tonight. Uh, in defensive war in the entire league. So that's uh, still pretty good. Um, but I digress. Uh, current record right now is 33 and 35. Uh, they are fourth in the AL, one game behind the Angels, those damn pesky Angels, who should be a lot better than they are, but I won't complain about them sucking. Uh, injury news, uh, something that's not good, but not the worst. Uh, Mitch Hanniger fouled a ball off of his left knee on the June 13th game in Cleveland. Uh, X-ray showed a deep bone bruise, uh, and he's hoping to avoid going on the IL and hoping to just sort of w- give it a couple of days of rest. Um, would not like to see Mr. Hanniger out for an extended period of time. That would suck. I agree. I agree. Um, team news, some lovely transactions. Uh, June 7th, Shed Long was reinstated from the 60-day IL. Jared Koenig was optioned down to AAA. Oh, no. And Sam Haggerty was transferred to the 60-day IL. Bennett, when do you think we might see Mr. Kelnick back? Oof, it might be at the end of the season, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think there's a need out there for him, especially with Fraley coming into his own a little bit. Um, you don't think with Kyle Lewis potentially out for a little bit of time that we might not even see him? still, you know, I, yeah. I think that there's not a desperation there, especially with, okay. So Hanniger being out might get a few people licking their chops, but I mean, you still got 
You got Bowers coming in to play utility, basically. Mm-hmm. You got Long coming back. He plays the field, you know? So you have these guys who can play within, you know, within the uh, outfield. You don't necessarily need to risk having what happened to Kelnick again. Uh, that's not to say it would. Um, I just don't think it's worth going through the logistic nightmare of service hours and all that noise mm. um, to try to manipulate this guy's playing time. So I think leave him down in the minors for now. And, and at the end of the year, if the opportunity arises and we're in a spot where we could use an outfielder, why not? Even if we're not in a spot where we need an outfielder, if we're playing some nothing games, you know, mm. uh, which we definitely might end up playing. Yeah. it's It'd be fine to bring Kelnick up to have a little fun. <laughs> have a little fun. It's interesting how you phrased that, but I get what you mean. Um, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, if I look at, I don't, I believe it was DePoto, DePoto or Scotty boy, Scotty boys uh, comments on the situation. Cause people were asking, you know, do you regret bringing him up when you did? And he said, no, um, just because, I mean, what he saw and what he, you know, what was thought uh, between him and from what I read with Jared was that, you know, kind of got away from, you know, good at bats because he was having some good at bats when he first started up here and he just kind of get in your own head, I'm sure. And he's a guy that's really confident in himself. Um, and, you know, when you have that much confidence in yourself and you know that you've got the ability, I'm sure you're thinking I should be doing a lot better than I am. And I'm sure he gets his, gets his, gets in his own head. So I'm interested to see where it is. Obviously it'll probably be after the all-star break for sure. Yeah. I highly doubt he comes up before, but um, I don't know. Late season sounds right. Late season sounds right to me. And like you said, I don't think, um, I don't think this is a make or break year for the team to make playoffs. I've said that repeatedly. And again, if you're of that mindset, I don't know what to tell you. Um, But I'm sure it's sort of like uh, our friend in Tacoma catcher with Cal Raleigh. I think they're like, all right, just continue to progress and get good at bats and really hammer that, you know, into your mind. Um, so that it's just something that, you know, you don't get in over your head. I'm sure for Jared, it's more reset as opposed to Cal, but, uh, you know, so, um, interesting to see, but I'm not gonna, by, by no means am I hitting the panic button. I don't think, I think if you are, you're over-exaggerating and, you know, um, you've created that reality in your own mind. I don't think Jared's somebody to worry about. So, um, Continuing, June 8th, uh, Dylan Thomas was selected from AAA Tacoma. Uh, he had some good moments in those t- in that Tiger series. He had, uh, I think it was the go-ahead RBI single. Um, well, yeah, to go ahead, and then they added more runs after that, and he had a really good catch in that game too. Um, so Dylan Thomas, a guy who's been in the minors for a while, um, he actually liked the account Instagram's uh, post that I tagged him in. So let's go. If he happens to hear this, thank you, Dylan. And if you're not following the Instagram, please go do so. It's at circling Salesforce podcast. It's quite literally all right there. I'm trying to figure out how to make it shorter, but I don't anyway. Um, and then as a result, Jacob Nottingham was designated for us. Oh no. Jacob Nottingham. Uh, maybe we'll see you in a couple homestands. Um, this cause that's how it seems to have gone. Uh, June 10th, before the game in Cleveland in the morning, the Mariners acquired infielder slash outfielder Jake Bowers from Cleveland in exchange for a player to be named later or cash considerations. So, like, a few hours before the game, the Mariners trade for this guy, and so Mr. Bowers has to basically drive himself down to Cleveland. No. Wait. Uh, I think he played in the last Tigers game. He drove to Detroit, and then after the Detroit game, he had to drive himself back to Cleveland, play that series, pack his stuff, and then come to Seattle. 
So interesting. Uh, the Cleveland had Bobby Bradley or whatever beat out Bowers. And so now Bowers is with us. Um, so, and as you heard, he made an impact tonight. Uh, and I believe he's hit safely in four out of the five games that he's been with us. So, hey, it's working out. Uh, June 11th, Justin Dunn was reinstated from the 10 day IL. Ken LeGraven was also reinstated. Uh, Keenan Middleton was optioned to Tacoma. Um, I know he's had a couple late game struggles. I'm curious about him being optioned, but um, I know that Tacoma's got some good pitching coaches and I'm sure they'll work with him. I don't, th- I'm sure we'll see Keenan back pretty soon here. I would think so. Um, Keenan's really cool, at least to me. Um, he brings good energy, I think, and he's been really responsive with the fans and has really shown that he loves it here. So I don't know. I always like that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, uh, and then the Axel Rios was designated for assignment. We'll get to him in a second. June 12th, Dylan Moore was reinstated from the 10 day aisle. Johan Ramirez were recalled from AAA Tacoma. Dylan Thomas was optioned out of Tacoma. Donovan Walton was optioned to Tacoma. Jacob Nottingham was outrighted to Tacoma. So he's still with the organization. Woo! <laughs> uh, June 13th, Jack Mayfield was claimed off waivers by the Angels. Um, June 14th, the Axel Rios was traded to Boston. Andres Mesa was chosen as the player to be named later to Texas. Wait a minute. Huh. That's that's what came with the Mariners PR. So that's what we're going with. Uh, June 15th, a catcher was recalled from Tacoma. Luis Terence. So Luis is back. Um, and then Yuhan Ramirez was optioned to Tacoma. Curious about Luis, but I'm not in the front office. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, as Ben and I kind of talked about before we started here, I thought Godoy was playing fine. Murphy's been fine. Um, so, you know, interested about that, seeing what Luis will bring to the ball club in this juncture. Uh, MLB news, uh, pitching substances, which have been a lot of the talk of the major leagues for a while. Um, <laughs> so we've kind of already talked about it over the past few weeks about how, um punishments would be coming for those who use sticky substances well an ex-MLB staffer who uh worked as the Angels visiting clubhouse manager formally uh reportedly gave sticky substances to Garrett Cole Max Scherzer Justin Verlander and others um when he was working as the Angels visiting clubhouse manager so that's interesting um and then the MLB has announced that punishments for players caught using foreign substances would include 10 day suspensions without pay. Uh, will starting to be enforced on June 21st. So it'll be interesting to see who struggles uh, once that gets enforced and who gets caught. So uh, the upcoming schedule for your Seattle Mariner ball club goes as follows June 15th and 16th. We'll play out the rest of the series against the Minnesota twins. And then June 17th through 20th, the team will take on the AL leading Tampa Bay Rays and Mike Zanino, uh, June 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th. So uh, two games remaining against the Twins and then a four-game slate against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, this is your time to hear about Homs, Homs Seattle. Uh, Homs has your back in a loving big brother kind of way. Our goal is to change the mental health conversation one heart at a time. I would shout out the limited edition hoodies they had dropped, but they're limited edition and they sold out. So uh, I believe they sold out in two hours. I got off of work that day right around that time. And I had to go pick some stuff up and I realized too late. And I looked around seven. And so an hour after they had dropped, no, yeah, an hour, um, they were gone. So with those Homs drops, man, you gotta be, you gotta be quick. Um, but yeah, race, race and the team's been working on a lot of stuff. Uh, I saw some things that interested me. They're working on some stuff. I can't really say it because that's up to his leisure, but I, I'm sure that both of our partners will have a lot of stuff coming up throughout the summer. Um, Seattle Sounders do not play until next week, uh, but there were some, were some news. The first piece of news involves both uh, the Sounders and the rain. Uh, on August 29th, there will be a double header at Lumen Field. At four o'clock, the rain will take on the Portland Thorns. 
And then three hours and 30 minutes later, obviously, depending on game time and how it goes, uh, the Sounders will play the Timbers. So oh, be, no way. Yeah, it'll be a Portland. It'll be a Cascadia doubleheader, which oh, man, is that's pretty, pretty rad, cool. actually. And uh, great article by uh, Sounders at Heart, I believe, is the account. They put out some good Sounders content and they do some stuff for the rain as well. Um, they said that this could sort of open the door for the rain to play more up here in this big stadium. And I would love that. I would love if they played in Seattle again. Um, but I know that the OL group um, has been looking and have, I believe identified some potential spots to play the rain, to put a facility in for the rain. So I don't know. I'm happy that that'll happen and that should be really exciting. And from what I understand is if you have a ticket for the Sounders game, it works. You you can watch both the games. So that is pretty cool. And I know that season ticket holders, you get both of the games for both rain and the timber. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say it. Ignore that. Whoa. For if, if, if you are a season ticket holder for either, uh, either football club, you get both games, which is pretty cool. I know with the rain, they're still trying to figure that out, how that'll work. Um, but the Sounders, you get your same seats. Um, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, I am excited for that. Not sure how that'll go on the media side, though. I don't know if I'll get credentials for that just because I don't know how that's going to work. That's, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff to figure out, but that's in August. So um, Raul Rui Diaz was dropped from the Peru national team, which is kind of curious, but it's good for the Sounders because it means that he can rejoin the Sounders in time for the June 19th match. That's a possibility. That's not a guarantee. Uh, and it means we won't have to miss uh, Raul for the international period. So, I mean, you get probably your best goal scorer back from the international break. That's never a bad thing. Um, but it's curious that he didn't get called up. Um, and I'm sure, you know, you want to represent your your country on that front. So I'm sure it's disappointing, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's Peru's loss. So um Brad Smith also returned from his national team, Australia, but his was way of a minor injury and he should be good to go for the June 19th match. So uh, luckily nothing to worry about there. The Sounders who draw had ties the last two games um, sit at five, three and O oh, uh, and still are number one in the Western conference and the league. Um, I believe they're only in the league lead by one point, which is interesting. Um, Their next games, they will play in LA against the galaxy on June 19th. Um, And then after that, uh, two home games on the 23rd and the 26th versus Real Salt Lake and Vancouver, uh, respectively. Seattle Storm, June 9th at the Atlanta Dream in the first of two games on this road trip against the Dream. Uh, They would win 95 to 71, play the game. Guard Jewel Lloyd, 18 points, four assists, and three rebounds. Um, Sue Bird in this game hit her 900 three-pointer, joining Diana Taurasi and former Seattle Storm uh, player Katie Smith as the only women in WNBA history to do so. Uh, Epiphany Prince reached 700 career assists, and Stephanie Talbot netted her 500th career point. So some milestones there for some Storm players. Uh, June 11th at the Dream, the team would win 86 to 75. Uh, split play of the games here. Uh, Brianna Stewart had 18 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and a plus 15 plus minus. Uh, Jewel Lloyd had 20 points, four rebounds, two assists, and a plus 16 plus minus. Um, so kind of came in and beat up on the Dream there for two games. Um, and then Connecticut, uh, June 13th. So going into this game. Seattle had not lost a game on the road and Connecticut had not lost a game at home. Storm would be victorious 89 to 66 in that game. Uh, a different score compared to when we last saw the sun, uh, when Ben and I were there, when it was, was oh, God, it? like 78, 79 or something. Was there one point? I was like, I was trying to remember what the differential was, but I know it was within three points. So yeah, a lot different of a game. Um, Brandon Stewart had 22 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and three steals, and a plus 25 plus minus to gain player of the game honors. 
Connecticut's first home loss and the Storm remaining undefeated on the road. A uh, couple notes here. Uh, Brianna Stewart was named Player of the Week for the fourth week of the WNBA season with 18.3 points per game and 10.3 rebounds per game. Her second Player of the Week honor this season. Uh, WNBA All-Star Game. WNBA All-Star Game. Uh, will be played in Las Vegas uh, on July 14th. Voting started today, as in Tuesday, uh, when you guys will be able to hear this. Um, so go out and vote for your storm. I'm sure you could add. <laughs> I know Stewie and Jewel will be on that team. If not, I should riot. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all we know for now. I mean, I'm, voting starts. I'm not 100% sure where that'll be. So by the time next week, when we've got next episode, I'll be able to make sure that's out there. Uh, the team sits at a 10-2 and two record. Um, they are number one in the league uh, because Connecticut's now 8-3. and three. Um, Oh, yeah, first in the league and first in the conference, obviously. Uh, Las Vegas is second, and they're 8-3 too. Wow, jeez. Um, looking ahead, the storm will play two more home game, two more away games, uh, June 15th at the Indiana fever and 17th against the fever as well. And the fever sit at a one and 11 record. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Maestro athletics, I do not have a script, but I know that, like I said, same with, uh, Homs Maestro will continue to put out stuff throughout the summer. That will be great. So, uh, be expecting more of that and hear about that soon. Uh, Kraken, remember that lawsuit <laughs> like a month or two ago? Was it a month or two ago? Um, well, about a month ago, yeah, start of, start of April. From uh, the bar out in the U District? Well, start Kraken, of April would be two months ago, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Point is, it was, you know, my, a, a month or two, you know, uh, that bar and grill inside the training facility will now be called 32 Bar and Grill. So, like, 30, it's, it's amazing that that was a story, you know. Um, like, like, that's the freezing point. Like, no, because we're like the 32nd team. Oh, right. Yeah. God, imagine having a league with 31 teams. That's that was weird. <laughs> like yeah, any, yeah. This any is... league with an odd number of teams i feel like you have a really hard time you know yeah because i i was looking at uh i don't know what it was but i was it, it showed all the teams right in their respective divisions and then like the the one that we're gonna be in was like one short of everybody else i'm like that's just dumb <laughs> i was like huh but hey uh that'll change next season so we won't have to rag on the nhl about that and man, we're gonna. I still have to learn about hockey. Yeah, uh, very, puck go in goal. Very appreciative of the of the NHL. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, the team. What's the commissioner's name? Thank um, you, commissioner. Thank uh, you, commissioner. <laughs> hockey. Next, next, uh, next month, and I believe in the middle of the month, the teams will have to submit their protected players. So by then. And then, well, July 21st is the expansion draft again. So remember, I'm trying to hammer that date into your mind. Uh, and I believe that ESPN will televise that. So I'll have to tune in for that. Uh, but it's again, a pretty huge deal. I mean, it's just going to be as televised as the uh, Golden Knights were. Yeah. So again, though, that'll, that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and I think regardless of who we draft, uh, GM Ron Francis has said that they're just going to take best player available with a second overall pick. So, um, man, that's going to be so cool. Uh, and then I, I went by uh, Climate Pledge the other day, and uh, it's interesting to really see it taking shape. So, um, man, that's that's going to be so cool. Um, oh, Rain did not also play this week. Uh, team news, though, Shirley Cruz was named to the Costa Rica Women's National Team for the June FIFA International Window. Uh, the U.S. Women's National Team kicked off its summer series over the last week. Uh, three Rain players were on the roster, Rose Lavelle, Megan Rapino, and Alana Cook. Alana Cook has yet to play in the Rain uniform, but she will join after, uh, well, once the U.S. Women's National Team gets that break. Um, and then Sarah Buhati and Zinifer Marison uh, joined the team for training. So 
Uh, we're getting teams taking its shape. Um, I believe Eugenie LaSummer still has to join. I don't remember when she will quite join, but I believe it should be later in the month. Um, so, man, uh, it's, it's, what, what's going to happen with the rain is just going to have to be putting all this, all these players together um, and seeing how they fit and making the most optimal, uh, the best lineup. So, man, that's exciting too. I'd love to be able to, if I was like a sports manager, I'd be like, is there not a button I press in the <laughs> video game? It, it's it's a button that you, it's a button. It's a problem that you like to have. It's a good problem. It's uh, kind of like when you're playing the show and you get like, you open a pack and you get like three guys and you're like, well, I don't know what to do with these guys. <laughs> Make it work, man. Gotta make it work. Make it work. Um, the rain set at a 1-1-2 and two record currently, so only four games in. Uh, eighth in the league right now in the league table. Uh, I mean, you know, you only got a minus one goal differential. It's. I know people have been upset, and I understand. There have been uh, – it's tough to get by goals. Um but at least what I've seen in the games I've been at and the games I've watched, it's been a lot of opportunities and just not being able to capitalize. So it's coming and you've got some pretty strong reinforcements. Um, I believe uh, Buhadi was recognized. No. Uh, oh, it was one of the other goalkeepers we got was recognized as one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So, whoa. Yeah, these reinforcements we're getting are not just these random names. They've been recognized as some of the most talented women around the world in uh, in women's soccer. So it's like I like I said, it's just about making sure that you put these women in the right position to succeed and finding the best lineup. So, um, looking ahead, the Reigns' next game is on June nineteenth at North Carolina Courage, North Carolina. Always a tough team to play against. They were the last team to win the NWSL Cup just because there was no championship last year because of the pandemic. Uh, and they've always, since since their inception, they've been a good quality club. So a uh, good test. They The rain drew in their first home match against North Carolina. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out the second time around. Sail Supersonics, yeah, they're not playing right now. Sail Dragons, yeah, they're not playing right now. I mean, uh, I continuously see articles now, and, and this this feels different than the Timberwolves hype uh, or the Kings hype that uh, happened a while back. I, I've consistently seen articles that the NBA is heavily interested in expansion. Um, so if that does happen, you got to think it'll be here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it has to be number one. And I, I've seen people saying that, Oh, we've been hearing this for years. No, you haven't. I understand that. Yes, the league. You know, I understand those. I understand those articles have been out, but the situation is different. You got to understand that. Yeah, and it's a money-driven league. Just exactly. That's the thing they want to. Yes, they want to recoup that, and they want to add to how many? Do you know how many off the top of your head? How many teams are in the league? Thirty. Thirty. Yeah, thirty-two. Add two teams. It really is the magical number for like a sports league. Like, yeah. So you know, um, the league wants to recoup. How better to recoup money than the expansion fee, which is like a couple billion dollars, into hmm. a city that can definitely shell it out, considering some of our more, hmm, how do I put it, space-bound residents. Yeah. Um, um, and it's not exactly like when the said that almost said the storm when the Sonics were here, they just didn't, the the city didn't like them. This is a basketball city and it's been that whether it's high school, whether it's, I won't say college necessarily because my Huskies suck. Um, but you get the point. I mean, there's product. I mean, I just think about obviously Paulo, but I mean, you look at Jamal Crawford, Isaiah Thomas, Zach Levine, Jaden McDaniels, Matisse Thibel just was named all NBA second team defensive. Uh, DeJounte Murray. I mean, 
I mean, come on, Porter. It, oh, well. I listen. I know. I know. <laughs> but he he does count. So I mean, you get my point. You know, this is I mean, a basketball a basketball city, and like we're not really a football city. We really aren't. I mean, like we love the Seahawks, but we don't produce a lot of stars. No. I mean, we got Miles in the NFL right now, and he's just starting, and he's going to be big. You know, uh, somebody I didn't know for a while was from Bellevue is uh, David DeCastro. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. But, yeah, it, yeah. to Ben's point, um, you don't necessarily hear too many homegrown. I mean, even the guys who go to UW, they're from, like, California or exactly Texas. So, hey, man, this is a hoop city. Give me our – Darn team back, and I've seen things. There was a rumor that Rodriguez was looking to. Yeah, uh, again, too too little, too late there, A Rod. You can't win us back, and uh, you know, maybe Ben Affleck wants the Timberwolves a little more. (laughs) But I don't know. To me, I don't want to do that. I know people like ah, fuck that. I'm like, well, you know, I don't like it. I don't like it, especially considering the fact that I know that the NBA wants to expand. Like, why? We don't need to take another city's team. We'll have our team back. It's just, you know. And, you know, that's part of what made me feel weird, even with the Sacramento Kings thing. It was like, I don't want to take a team from a city that also wants their team. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. I'd take OKC back. I would take OKC back in a heartbeat because it's OKC. Who cares? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of you there's a lot of you fucking pretty boy fans on Twitter who like to talk shit about my fucking Blazers <laughs> after we fucking murdered you. I was at that game, and Damian Lillard sent you crying to your daddy, and your entire team dissolved. But uh, you know, I, I I don't care for this. I can I don't care for the Thunder culture. So I'd take that team back in a fucking heartbeat. But like the Kings. Come on, they got a pretty loyal fan base over there. I I wouldn't feel well, especially great. You know, with the Thunder, the whole thing about how they claim that title is theirs, I'm like that's yeah, it, it, to hang the banner. I'm like, dude, that's not your title. Or to even trademark the Sonic name, or have any of the stats. Yeah, you know, so that's garbage to me. It's garbage. Enough talking about garbage. Um, the only bit of college stuff I've got is that the CFP panel uh, will recommend expanding the field to 12 teams with six conference champions. Now, Bennett, how do we feel about this? Fucking great. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> you remember my shock when I like figured out, like, I put two and two together and there was only four teams in the finals. I was so pissed off that episode for, like, the rest of the episode. <laughs> Uh, good. I mean, you get so many more viewers instantly. It's good for everybody. Yeah, I mean, um, I've seen the things where, what is it? Oh, it's like, oh, well, the same teams are going to make it. I don't know, man. I've seen some pretty crazy stuff happen in college football. And, Uh, like, even still, if the same team makes it, like, there have been... There have been league-breaking upset, upsets before. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so I don't think this will hurt the college football playoff at all. I think it'll, it'll make, make it, it more exciting. I mean, look and, at basketball. Look at what a sensation March Madness is. You don't want that yeah. for football? So, yeah, again, yeah. Like you said, there will be upsets. I know there will be upsets. So It's the nature of football. Any given Sunday or Friday or whatever. I don't know. Any given <laughs> – yeah, any given game in football. I mean, you come with a wrong attitude, man, you're going to lose. Even even if you do come with the right attitude, you might lose. You might just lose. They might just want it more. Just yeah. like A-Rod and Jennifer Lopez. It just might happen. All right. All right. We got right. to end it now. Ben Affleck <laughs> guy. Um, but yeah. Hey, that was <laughs> a lot shorter than the other week. Goodness gracious, um, this might be one of our shorter episodes. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really too much going on. I mean, because Seahawks are in the offseason in OTAs. Uh, the Mariners did the Mariners. Um, and it's not like we got no hit, so we don't have to sit here and stir about that. And just cry and complain. The Sounders are in a national break. The Rain are in a national break. The Storm, we went through their games, went through that. I mean, those were pretty 
they all, they won every game by a good amount. <laughs> and their defense has been playing pretty well too. I mean, what, 75, 71, and 66? It's pretty good. And uh I mean their their I mean their defense is matching their offensive output pretty nicely. So um and then Kraken still don't exist as a team necessarily. The players need to take shape. Uh, and then no, UW Athletics right now is like there's nothing going on. So, oh, happy finals week, by the way. If you're going through this, you just finished finals. Wow. Good that's for you. A, that's a thing for some of y'all folks. I graduated. I, I, just, I just, yeah. I got I finished, done in May. I finished last week. So, oof, I don't envy you. And I got accepted into my major today. So, congrats. That was hey. a pretty cool email to get. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, again, teams on international break. Seahawks not really in swing of things yet. Um, and the teams that did play, we got through them. So, again, uh, what? Uh, not too much. Well, actually, we will have Rain and Sounders will be back. Um, Seahawks nothing really. I mean, mini camp will be coming up, but that's not too crazy. Unless there's a trade. I wonder who that would be. Corner? No. Well, <laughs> no. This... I mean, there's a certain, there's a certain, certain fella out there in New England who does not want to be there any longer. Mac Jones? Yeah, Tom Brady. We're getting him. Oh wow, he can be Russell's ball boy. Yep. Um. Okay, let me see. Uh, Marriage plan. Sanders will be back. Storm will be there. Rain will be there. Oh, yeah. So we'll have a busier week next week. Regardless, uh, we will back. We'll back. We'll be back Bye. on the 22nd of June here. Wishing you all a lovely third week of June. And um, in lieu of Omari. Oh, it was Omari's birthday on June 14th. So everybody wish Omari a happy birthday Ooh. right now. Do it right now. Right now, text him, call him. His number is, I'm not going to do that. Um, and you can just also, shout it out into the wind. You can say happy birthday, Omari, and your neighbor can like look at you funny, but you can like flip them off. It's okay. If you want to give him a really good birthday present, go on and listen to uh, I've Got a Bad Feeling About This. I've been really bad at advertising that one recently, uh, so our views have dropped by half, but I will start advertising that one again. Uh, go listen to it if you like Omari a whole lot. And also, we will need to get back on Untitled Comic Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Loki, which yeah. by the time this is out, the next episode will be tomorrow. And man, that show, <laughs> that show's freaking bonkers already. It's bonkers already. I already swore. That show's fucking bonkers. Um, and that'll be exciting. So summer, man. Summer. So we'll be back on the 22nd. Otherwise, Bennett. Uh, what is your favorite zoo animal? I gotta go with the penguins, the little funny men. Penguins are pretty cool. All right, from penguins and Bennett, we will see you uh, next week. Baba Bowie.